Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Uh, we have a real treat today. Now, I know I say that a lot, but today uh, really is. Uh, we're talking about turnaround churches, and we're going to get inside the story at one church that when I heard it, I'm like, man, I want to make sure I have that church leader on the line today. We've got Kevin uh, Bordeaux from Thrive Church. Kevin, thanks for being on the show. It's great to be here today, Rich. Thanks. No, I'm so glad you're here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your church and maybe the context you're in, uh, a bit of the history of it. Well, um, myself, man, I you know came from a, a non-church background, and uh, that's pretty much a big thing. I played in a, in a punk rock band, so I toured oh, and did gosh. punk rock. Yeah, so that helps church growth, man, when you're in a punk rock band. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't Stephen Furtick in a punk rock band, too? You and Furtick, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You, you know Bob Frank was in a band called Strong Arm. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah, big hardcore thing, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're... You know, I, mean, I actually came to uh, to South Richmond, which is Chesterfield, about uh, June 2012, and I left a church plant. I planted in Florida, raised a guy up. He's over that now, and uh, we were invited to come take a church over. With about 20 people left in it. Um, it just oh, wow. totally botched, you know, and just uh, just went under. And wow. had one of the network guys that was over it said, "Hey, let, let's talk." And I was not interested. I'd planted a church from scratch. Was tired. I was like, "Man, I just don't know if I want to do this." And, uh, you know, God has his way. So uh, I ended up coming and visiting with, um, you know, those guys there in, uh, at Thrive Church. And actually, it wasn't even Thrive Church. It was no church at that point in Chesterfield. And I uh, kind of did some some conversations with them and uh, found out some of the greatest people on planet Earth. Hmm. And we decided to do a relaunch there. And um, so that's kind of the, the deal. The unique thing with us, man, is it was only, you know, 20, 25 people. The 20 of them were senior citizens. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so and you're not a senior citizen. If you're not watching the podcast, you, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Kevin's clearly not a senior citizen. So. Yeah, not, not yet. My, my wife makes fun of me uh, about that. She <laughs> says I'm, a, you know, I'm close to it. But yeah, 34 years old, uh, 33 when I came there, and you know, we met with the guys, asked a lot of questions, and just found they really had a heart for their community and were distraught. Uh, that church had been around for 64 years. Um, through one shape or another, and uh, you know, we went in talking about relaunching, you know, reaching people far from God, and they were totally on board with it and willing to do whatever it uh, you know, would take. So we we did that. So I spent three months with them. Um, at the same time, something crazy happened. My mom came down with terminal cancer, mm. so I was closer to home, and I was driving back and forth, taking care of her and doing launch meetings uh, with these guys. And um, you know, the the Lord bless us in September of. Uh, 2012, we launched and uh, went really good. And so the story since then has really been we've seen, you know, 50 uh, people baptized uh, this wow. year alone. And um, and then we've seen 130 or so uh, surrender to Christ. And uh, just a lot of cool stories, man. You know, we go on and on about the every story of those, uh, those baptisms. That's been the big picture story of Thrive and what hmm. God's been doing there. Well, that's uh, there's a lot there. I'd I'd love to pull apart. I wonder if you can, um, you know, kind of talk a bit about um, before we jump into really the turnaround piece, but um, kind of a bit about the decline. When you so you first show up there, um, what's your kind of your diagnostic of you know why the church found itself with just 25 people left in it, um, and you know what what was it that you kind of identified in the culture that hey maybe needed to be turned around. 
Yeah, well, I, I think one of the things was was it was irrelevant uh, to unchurched people the way they were doing church, and and the the group that was there was um, it wasn't like traditionalist. It was more of a just just kind of just uh, I I'd explain it more of a charismatic type deal that really just didn't attract unchurched people. Okay. And um, and they had, a, they had a series of pastors that had come through um, that I you know. It just, just some things happened, and uh, you know, I was really worried about that. But I think the big issue was they were not focused on reaching people far from God, and uh, they had a lack of a leadership, a leadership vacuum uh, that I'd noticed that was there. So that's that's probably the the two the diagnostics. Big, big thing. Okay, so now, what did you do? Um, what were some of your initial steps? So those first hundred days, uh, how did you help them think through and start taking steps towards um, reaching p people far from God? Well, yeah, one thing we did, which was funny, we met on Wednesdays and just prayed together in a circle, put chairs in a circle, and then I would cast vision, talk about the, the nature of what our community was in, the situation there, hear their stories, um, and hear you know, kind of where they were at with it, and we prayed and we planned, and that was the two things we did. Uh, whatever values, what we would, what we would not do, and so we just sat there you know, in a circle on Wednesdays, that was our core team meetings, and just kind of planned, prayed, really prayed um, over specific issues for our church, our community, um, but I put together about a 15-page plan, and hmm. they knew at every phase where we were at, so they saw the big picture, they knew where we were going, um, it wasn't just me coming in, just you know, trying to pump them up or motivate them, um, right. but really just got back to the main issue of being very biblical, uh, very gospel-centered and reaching people far from God. Hmm. Okay, so now, um, how did you? Uh, you must have encountered some resistance early on, right? I'm sure that you know, or maybe it was you're the leader that just when people come in, they're like, "Oh, everything's great. <laughs> Whatever Kevin wants to do is great." Um, how, you know, what kind of resistance did you encounter, and how did you, you know, take steps towards you know those people and the resistance you experienced? Well, it, it was very minimal. I will say that, but not because of me. Our network overseer, Dayton uh, Bert, came in. He does um, discovery sessions. He'd come in and done a whole discovery session the life cycle of church, where you're at, you know, on that slope. And they knew that it was, we got to change or die. And, mm. um, and so they would, had really been prepped. Uh, but the resistance that, that, that I faced more than anything um, there was the fact we didn't have the resources we needed. We just hadn't have any resources. It wasn't people, okay. but ours was resources. Um, I was on a part, very part-time salary. Um, you know, my wife picked up the slack with that with her job. Um, and we just didn't have a lot of money to launch with. So we were working on very limited resources. So it took a lot of planning, a lot of talking through things and making sure we were putting money in the right places. Um, and the, the few people that, that, that did resist, that didn't like the change, didn't like what was going on, it's very, it's a couple of people. You just love on them, you know, let them share their fear, their concerns. Um, and then, you know, just, just tell them, say, hey, look, pray with me through that. I know it's scary. And just let's, let's walk together. And uh, those people, all those people are still on the team today, and they are serving, and they, they love what's happening. So. Very cool. Now, I would imagine, um, you know, you're you're obviously a you know young leader, like we had mentioned earlier, um, and you're you know leading a lot of people who are you know in their 70s, 80s. Um, you know, I can imagine that there would be, you know, there might be some young leaders that are like, oh, we really we got to get like a big bunch of lights and a yeah. rock and band and uh, t tell me about that how you know how did that just even in the kind of your programming how did you deal with um, you know with, with that kind of stuff well you know, we talked about what people far from God are used to in church and we all shared our stories and they had some great stories um, there and so they were they were kind of ready for it. we know our five young people we had young adults were all in the band which was good um, so we have a you know a, we do have a rock and band we use the lights and all that but it, but it was in phases. When we first started, it was just all lights on for everything. 
Um, right. And I had to walk them through phases and share with them, you know, what the unchurched say, um, what they'd said about our church. And they were willing to go with it, but it had to be in phases. I couldn't just from day one, you know, kick it all on and go with it. I mm-hmm. had to uh, to see how, you know, how much change were they ready for. And I kind of, you know, check that out. So that's what, that's what I did there. And the big thing, listen, the, the most underutilized people in the church world are retired folks. Mm. Um, I mean, they, they have experience, they have time, they have, um, you know, they, they've, they've got finances, they can help. And our retired folks have been awesome. They come in and really, you know, we only have two full-time staff running 300 people. And mm. um, it's me and a, and a kind of executive pastor. Those guys fill the gaps in. I mean, they're, they're building stuff, running the books. I mean, they are just uh, phenomenal people. So I think, you know, valuing them and finding the common ground was key for us. Hmm. Any kind of particular, um, you know, you think, let's say you're you're even just in a, a conversation, a tactic, you're talking with someone um, and you're trying to help them kind of get on that common ground. How, you know, how would you do that? How would you, what does that conversation look like? Um, I think he, just listening, just hearing their heart. You know, I am a high D type personality, uh, a D <laughs> high guy, so yeah, I love to talk, I love to express, I uh, love kind of being in control of the conversation. Uh, but I think listening to them and just hearing their stories and their heart. Um, you know, and then, and then once you hear those stories, then you can find some common ground with them and say, hey, man, I, I understand how you feel. I've been there. And I think that's how you build friendship is finding those common grounds, listening to their stories. And I did a lot of listening. I was mm. built on a lot of hamburgers, man, over lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nice. So. Now, so you start rolling it out publicly. Um, you know, I imagine you start to, you know, kind of talk about it, preach about it on a Sunday morning, um, you know, about those changes. You know, how, what did that look like? How, how are you, you know, trying to start to roll the vision out to people? Um, again, you know, do it consistently, and that's what we would do. Let's talk about what our mission is, what we're here to do, what we're not here to do. I, you know, again, we went through the book of Acts about 14 weeks, and we just looked at hmm. what it looked like to reach people far from God, what movements looked like in the first century, and then it's extracted principles. And so what I would do is share with them, um, you know, what's worked, you know, um, in other places, what I've seen, they would share what they've seen. Um, and, and you got to realize, too, those people, all their, their children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews had left that church and they had found other churches that were right. similar to what we're doing. So they, they knew, like, yeah, you know, so and so goes to, you know, blank church and man, they're, I, I've seen it done there and I, I think it can work. So we, you know, talked about biblically, you know, what it looks like and then practically, you know, what's working in other places. Um, there. Ah, oh, that's very cool. This is uh, it's fantastic. And so, where you are, t- where are you today? What do you? And you look to the future. Um, things that you're like, hmm, you know, here's some steps we need to take. What are some things you're looking forward to, either changing or improving, you know, or adding in as you look to the future at Thrive? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of that, looking at goals for next year. I think one thing is, you know, making sure that we're measuring the right uh, metrics in our church, which is small group uh, involvement, uh, volunteer involvement percentage-wise um, mm-hmm. to what our attendance is, baptism percentage, things like that. And then, you know, my role has to shift. We went from 20 people to around 316 months. I didn't have a team with me, of, you know, that, that, I, that I went to college with or good friends with. And right. so um, really it's been difficult not having the staff. And so um, going as fast as – growing as fast as we have, I, my role has to shift. You know, mm. it shifted when we got to about 125. It shifted again at 200. And now looking at 300, um, we've got to be more deliberate in our assimilation. Um, we've got to uh, increase excellence and quality in, in our church. We're a shoestring budget church. Uh, we have a, we're meeting a warehouse. Um, and my role, again, has got to change. Um, our, our staff's role has got to change. And uh, we've got to be more focused on, on, on small groups, community groups, and making sure they're more diverse um, than what we have now. So we're, we're constantly talking about these changes. 
um, what it's going to look like. And we are, um, our executive team's trying to future, you know, what does my role look like? What does every volunteer, you know, staff member's role look like? And um, so those are some of the changes, though. Excellence, um, we need to stabilize our ministries. We're only four, 15 months really old. Um, right. To multiply leaders, we've got to uh, get that farm system, you know, uh, ramped up. And, uh, you know, just looking at groups and assimilation are very important to us. So, Yeah, very cool. Um, now, um, anything else, you know, you'd want to share with people, maybe to a, a church leader who's in a church of, you know, 20 or 30 folks about, you know, what they should be thinking about or, you know, what, what, would, you, what would you say to them these days? Well, um, you know, I, I think one of the keys is, is just make the church as healthy as possible. Uh, um, you know, you can't really dictate size. I mean, if we all could do that, our churches would be a lot bigger than they are. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, man, just, just um, and then enjoy the journey and make sure that you don't seek church growth for the sake of church growth. Um, but you have a conviction and a passion for people far from God, and that will bleed onto people. Um, and I believe that's the whole key. Find out who you are as a leader. On what your church on mission is called to do, and be comfortable in that. Just enjoy it, whether it's 50, 500, 5,000, um, and just enjoy the fact you're being obedient to the mission that God's given you. Um, be passionate about it. So This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right, well, welcome to the lightning round. Uh, here we've got Kevin Bordeaux on the phone today. Uh, this is the part of the program where we walk through a series of questions just to kind of understand what's going on uh, in uh, church leaders' life. So, Kevin, uh, is there an online resource that you're using these days that's particularly helpful for you? Uh, yeah, one of the keys, I, I love Fishhead Analytics. It's a little okay. different than Google Analytics. It, it yeah. combines all your Internet stuff, and um, I still run all the Internet things for our church, our website, you know, search, uh, search engine optimization. And Fish has been really good um, in working with that. And, of course, Evernote. I think everybody in your podcast has said Evernote. It's true. It's um, true. I love it. So, so use that as well. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit more about Fishhead. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that. You know, how, how does it differentiate from uh, Google Analytics? Well, uh, you know, I, from what I've seen with the app we use is that Fishhead combines everything. And I'm more of a, like, a, I'm a D personality, as I said before. I need bullet points. And so I'll go in and survey our visitor traffic, and I can look and see and figure out just from their numbers. Um, it's very bullet point, uh, you know, oriented. How, how much guest traffic we're going to have this Sunday? I can pretty much tell you we'll have this many guests by this many uh, visits to certain pages. Hmm. And it helps me out just to see it quickly and move on. Right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, what's another ministry that's inspiring you these days? Well, you know, we have in our network a church called Upward Church, and uh, Craig Walker came in uh, four or five years ago to a church, kind of a similar story, a little more people, um, but he's got multi-site campuses all around the country, and, you know, his passion for Jesus has been awesome and for the lost. Their mission statement is to reach as many people for Christ as fast as possible, hmm. and um, I love that statement, and, you know, and so he's been a big encouragement in, uh, in helping me. When I first got to Thrive, um, and I, I met with the executive team of our network. Um, you know, he really encouraged me. He said, man, it's going to do great. Don't you worry. And so their ministry has really blessed me on uh, the way they're reaching people. Very cool. Um, if you could spend 15 minutes with any leader alive today, uh, who would you want to spend time with and why? Oh, man. I know this sounds crazy. Um, John Gruden. Uh, it sounds crazy. I love sports. I'm a okay. sports stinking fanatic. But you know what? One of the things about Gruden, he, is, uh, he, he notices details. Um, he asks questions that nobody else asks. And um, I could picture him coming to our, our worship experience and, like, analyzing it. And, he, you know, he'd be like, hey, Kevin, how about those transitions? You know, the transitions right. between songs aren't good, man. He's like, hey, <laughs> how do you plan to fix that? If we all love, all love good transitions, you know. I just um, – he's a brilliant guy, and I'd love to talk with him about, 
you know, I love sports and leadership. He's a great leader, excellent motivator, and a wonderful strategist. And I believe those are principles that would help in any church. I just love the guy and uh, wish he would have been my coach when I played. So. Nice. That's yeah. great. All right. So uh, you're kicking back when you're not, I'm sure, you know, leading a church that's growing from 20 to 300 and, you know, a year and a half is crazy. Uh, and, you yeah. know, you got to find some time to kind of just take some personal time, relax, a little Sabbath. Uh, what do you do for fun just to kind of put your, your, put your feet back and have a little fun? Well, I love to play sports. And so, like, this morning I got up super early, 6 a.m., met with some guys, um, you know, played basketball. And um, so I love watching it, playing sports. Um, I also enjoy my PS3. I know it sounds unholy, but I, <laughs> I, I love, you know, just thinking back and, you know, and, and, and playing sports games. Um, my wife and I love to do a lot out, outdoors, too. We hike. Um, you know, we just went up to New York City last week and spent a whole day there just walking all day. Um, so it's things like that um, that I like to do. Nice. Hiking in New York City. That's a good thing. Well, no, no, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know what? We did seven <laughs> hours in one day. Um, wow. Yeah, we saw almost all of New York, so I guess um, I guess it could be considered almost a hike. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot of walking, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, Kevin, I really appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about you or your church, how can they do that? Um, yeah, best place is our website is thrivechurch.me, like me or you, thrivechurch.me. They can see all the information there. Um, get in touch with us if we can help in any way. Love to, and um, that's probably the easiest way to, to find us. Great. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Cool. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Thanks so much for tuning in. It was so great hearing from Kevin and the amazing things that are happening at Thrive Church. As you go, make sure you drop by unseminary.com today because uh, we actually have the document that Kevin used uh, when he was trying to articulate the kind of vision turnaround to his people. So thought that would be uh, a help for you as you think about that in your context. Go into this weekend. Uh, it's Whether your church, like Kevin said, is 5,500 or 5,000 uh, serving the people that God's put in your path. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next Thursday on the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary Podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary Podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>